there's so much that you as an individual can be providing as education to your mm-hmm. followers. So what we really do is we'll speak to each person and we'll evaluate like, okay, maybe someone's not such a good speaker. They shouldn't be putting out videos, but for you, like this would be fanta- a fantastic opportunity. This is Dina Berg on the Daily Real Estate Syndication Show. Today, I'm going to be hosting Kim Zarblurian for a second show. She was here previously talking about her role as CEO and founder of Cloud, that's K-L-O-U-D, which is a full-service marketing agency specializing in innovative solutions for commercial real estate. Today, she's going to talk about social media and give some practical tips that you can apply. Are you a business owner? Are you somebody that's leveraging a service or a product on LinkedIn or on Instagram. Kim has some really great tips today. I hope you're going to benefit. All right, Kim, thank you so much for being back with us. Part two of marketing for commercial real estate investors. I'm excited about this. Very applicable. Us as a company, LifeBridge Capital, we're at a marketing inflection point. So I would love to hear any kind of advice that you can give to us and to our listeners about how they can get started. Let's say they, they are interested in learning more about your company, but let's say they're not quite ready. What can they do just today or tomorrow or this week, getting involved in some of the social media platforms? What advice can you share? So I would start off by saying, build yourself a very nice, robust list of emails. Go through all of your contacts, put all of your, export them and make a nice, robust email list. That is, that is your database. That is your, that is the value of your business because that are all of the relationships that you have. Then next we need to build up some sort of social presence. I would say if you don't already have a personal LinkedIn profile, make a LinkedIn profile, make sure you have your photo, make sure you have your position there, make sure you have your experience there. Then we can have a Instagram page, whether that's a personal one where you're pushing out thought leadership, where you're talking for your talking about what's going on in the market, or that can be something for your business. And that's really where I would start. And then the the limit is endless. So let's talk about LinkedIn, because I think that for me personally, I confess, and I need to grow in this area. I have been hesitant and resistant in life in general in leaning into uh, social media. Our family doesn't even own a television. I never have in my whole life. I wow. I want to say, I want to say like, good for you because honestly, that's great. But also like, come on. We- <laughs> <laughs> True. We do have a projector. So like we can access Roku and like, you know, college sports and videos. I just, listen, I don't know how people spend an hour to two hours a night on TV. It is a race to the finish line for me to lay my head down at 11 PM and to like get everything done. Got three kids, you know, working full time, like wanting to be present as a wife and a mom. And I'm just like, I guess that's wow. You might be my inspiration because I cannot pull myself away from my phone and the TV, even with kids. So you you're a legend. <laughs> Not trying to be. I just like it's survival. So let's talk about LinkedIn. I recently joined the social media. I know this is like right. I'm a 
I'm, yeah. I'm an exception here. Okay. So I've been on LinkedIn now for about two years, but, um, like even when I post on LinkedIn, a lot of colleagues, so I, I try to post content that I find would be, or that I, I think would be interesting or appealing to people, not just kind of what everybody else who's in investor relations is posting. I, I look at that content and I'm, I want to fall asleep. Like I don't even read it. Interested in passive investing, interested in working less and, you know, those same things that are said over and over. Yeah. But yeah. I also want to convey and communicate that this is what we're doing. Um, but I've, I've kind of gone down the route just recently as storytelling because I've gotten to do a lot of really interesting things this fall. And so trying to wrap in what I do, but also tell the story and, and really highlight and add value to others. What can I do um, within that framework and context? I mean, there is some industry thought leadership that I that I plan on posting in the coming months, but tell me like about cadence, about mixing that kind of content with actual, you know, CRE content around what LifeBridge Capital is doing. Coach me. I really... This is like my favorite part of marketing because I, I, I feel like a therapist because it's so personal. And, and I know we don't, we don't, we might not know each other so well, but just speaking to you for today, I understand. Just lay on your couch. I'm just going like, <laughs> to lay on your couch. Yeah, yeah. Here are your tissues. No, but I'm saying like for understanding that you are, you know, you have this energy to you and you speak so highly of life bridge capital and you know what's going on and you you're you're speaking to these investors you have stories there's so much that you as an individual can be providing as education to mm. your followers so what we really do is we'll speak to each person and we'll evaluate like okay maybe someone's not such a good speaker they shouldn't be putting out videos but for you, like this would be fanta a fantastic opportunity. I think you should go, you know, in front of your phone, snap a few videos and say like, this is what's going on. Or here's a funny story. People love faces. People Hi. love the personality. So I would definitely tune in. Um, and it's not boring when you're really putting your personality into it. Hey, note it. I'm taking, I'm definitely taking notes. I think that there's an art on LinkedIn with like the personal and the professional, you know, you don't want to mm -hmm. see people turn LinkedIn into a Facebook. Um, yes. but, but I think that there but is, you're not, but you're not talking about personal things. You're talking yeah. about it from a business standpoint. I wouldn't want you to be talking about how like you were sitting at the dinner table and your child did X, Y, and Z like, okay, that's cute. But I think if you're right. talking about what happened in a meeting with an investor and how you convince them to invest in this deal or how crazy this deal is or something awesome about what happened when you went to the bank, like there's a lot more color that you can add to your business. And there's so much that you can show yourself as this professional mm -hmm. in the real estate space. Okay. So what yeah. cadence then am I posting videos versus written content? I'm all about video. I'm all about video. Um, again, people want to see your face. People mm. want to hear your voice. People want to connect. Um, we touched in our last segment about relationships. And, you know, post-COVID, people aren't getting together as much. Um, but they still 
crave relationships and we're bringing you those relationships through social media so as much as you can show your face and people can hear your voice and connect with you even if it's digital I think it can go a long way so what's the balance and difference between developing a personal brand and maintaining your company brand so it's it's very, very much something that you, the company needs to decide. So there's companies that want to have face team members' faces to be pushed out across the board. But then there's some companies that only want the CEO's face to be representing their brand. So for LifeBridge, I know that um, Whitney, Whitney, really, mm-hmm. Whitney really wants everyone on their team to really show themselves off and really represent LifeBridge as an overall company. So I think for for you guys, it'd be awesome if every team member has a personal brand that they just tag LifeBridge in the post or they mention LifeBridge in the post. Whereas for other companies, we might only be posting on the LifeBridge pages um, so that we only build that sort of company brand rather than the personal. Gotcha. So it's dependent. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. That really is true. Um, Both Sam and Sam Russ and Whitney Sewell, CEO and COO are very much supportive of all of us kind of being out there in our personal brands and representing LifeBridge. So that's a joy to work in that kind of environment. Is there anything different that you would do in posting on Instagram than you would posting on LinkedIn? Yes, for sure. Um, Instagram, I'd say I like to keep videos even shorter than LinkedIn. So very, very quick content. Um, Wait, time frame on do... LinkedIn versus time frame on, on Insta? Yes, I'll keep the time frame, time frame shorter on Instagram. But like what time frame? How oh, for, for Instagram, I wouldn't exceed a 30-minute video. But for LinkedIn, a one-minute video would do well. Got it. Okay. Um. And, and that's because people are really focusing on Instagram stories. They're just clicking through. Um, or if it's like a real Instagram reels, it's like the TikTok version of Instagram. Again, these are all short snippets. So we're not really seeing that longer form content that you might be seeing on LinkedIn. Um, Instagram also, you can put but, but at the same time for Instagram and LinkedIn, you can push out like a beautiful post um, that's, that's just like a deal close post specifically for um, mm-hmm. a real estate company. And then for LinkedIn, you can post links. Whereas for Instagram, you can't post links in the feed. You can only post a link um, in stories. So that's really a differentiator. Mm-hmm. So let's say you had to pick between Instagram and LinkedIn. What would you recommend? Not that you have to, but let's say you want to focus your time in one place and then maybe grow and add the next one. So for a real estate company, I would definitely start with LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you're really able to tailor who you're connecting with. Um, You're able to find people by their company, how long they worked at a company, where they're located. You could really get into the nitty gritty from a professional standpoint. Whereas for Instagram, I'd say it's a little bit more personal. Um, It's, you can't really delve into who that person is without knowing who the person is. Whereas 
um, LinkedIn breaks it all down for you. Gotcha. Okay. This brings up another question. I'm loving this by the way, because it's like very real time mm-hmm. for us. Um, <laughs> we talk a lot about our investor avatar and how can we define who is investing with us by the way that we serve them. How do you guys advise your clients to market specifically to an avatar investor? So let's say I'm on LinkedIn or even Instagram. I don't, I don't know if you have like an age demographic that Instagram serves more readily than LinkedIn or um, I mean, even departing from the LinkedIn Instagram discussion, how do you coach your clients or even approach and discuss your investor avatar and then how to tailor the content that you're providing to add the most value to them? Again, for LinkedIn, and and, and this is actually where I would bring in the different platforms because with LinkedIn, again, you're really able to understand the demographics of your investor, of the people that you're connecting with, which allows you to really break down who it is that you want to invest. Like when you have a deal in front of you, you know the perfect type of investor in your mind when you see that deal, right? So with LinkedIn, you're able to search exactly who, exactly where this person works, how long have they worked, what's their age, where did they go to college, like what are their interests? You can get so into the nitty gritty um, and build that target audience, build that target demographic um, that you're looking for. So I would say that that is why marketing and all the communication and everything that we're discussing is so important because you have these tools at your fingertips. You have these tools to be able to find what you're looking for in, in your business. Um, and it's just about using it, getting to the source. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about metrics on the back end of LinkedIn? What kind of impression quantity are you looking for per post? Like what's the success or what is that did not get much traction at all? There's industry standards for commercial real estate. um, And we'll just compare your campaign to those industry standards. Um, LinkedIn does provide some like standard metrics, um, but they are different for commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we make sure that we take that into account Mm -hmm. so you don't look at like post impressions we do look at post impressions um but i wouldn't say that's like the number one way to see if like a post is doing well again like we want we're trying to get you the leads so are people commenting um are people reaching out to you i rather look more at the engagement rather than the actual views. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then how do you recommend if it's something where you are, you are, it's a commentary or an editorial, but you also want to create a way for people to be able to, I mean, you just wait for follow-up, I guess. And then you follow up with them offline. Well, we should really have a call to action for every single post that we're putting out. Okay. That's forgetting. This is good. Keep going. (laughs) So for every single post, we should have a call to action. That means like, make sure your contact information is there. Ask a question that people will need to answer. We're trying to build, again, we're trying to build that relationship. We're trying to to foster some sort of network on these platforms. So ask a question, put your contact information, tell people how they can reach you, say what you're looking for, be very specific. And 
a call to action is what's going to get you that engagement that we want. Gotcha. Wow. Very helpful. I love all of this. And so as a service provider in marketing, do you guys sometimes just undertake this? How do you do this on behalf of a firm? So it's really fun because we're able to be part of all these different types of types of businesses within the commercial real estate space and we really feel as part of the the team we really need to integrate ourselves as much as we can into the company so that we're able to understand what the brand's message is what's their tone of voice like who they're looking for who they're trying to connect with who their target is um so we integrate ourselves really really well into the company um our team is amazing at doing that and asking the questions and speaking to them on a daily basis um, our door is op- always open. We're always, we're texting. We're on a text basis with all of our clients. So we're making sure that we're integrated. Um, and then once we're integrated, our team is really, it's it's really dependent on our clients, how much they want to be involved. Like, do they want to see every single post that goes up? Do they want to, you know, double check every article that's going out? Um, if they do, that's amazing and that's great. But there's some some clients who kind of are, are like, take the reins, Cam, like, peace out. So it really depends on that um, and on how collaborative they want to be. But um, for us, we the number one thing we always say is we need to integrate into your business to be able to understand it, to then be able to do marketing for you. That makes so much sense, especially if you're going to be almost like an extension of their voice on public, you know, on media. And that, and that's kind of where people get frightened when they're using um, an agency versus someone in house, because there's pros and cons, you know, when you're working with an agency, you're getting developers, you're getting graphic designers, you're getting marketing managers, you're getting people who really understand social media, but they're not necessarily sitting next to you. Whereas you can go the marketing manager um, front, hire someone who is really good at marketing, but like they don't have as much of a skill set as a team would. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have, but but again, they're they're right next to you, and you can speak to them, and they understand your brand very very well because they're in your office. So there's pros and cons, and and that's something you should also evaluate when you're putting together a plan for your marketing for your business. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. This has been so, um, so you're, you're going to come to a conference and I'm actually going to post a video <laughs> myself, which is not yes. my thing to do on LinkedIn. And I guess we'll just see what response looks like. I'll, um, I'll, I'll make sure that we like it. <laughs> yes, come connect with me. Be my I'll, comment, I'll comment too. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so let's shift a little bit to just talk a little bit about, about Kim, like tell us about a little bit about your family life, what you like to do for fun. Is there a hobby that you enjoy or a book that you can recommend, even if it's about marketing or not, would love to hear a little bit more of the personal side about you. Sure. So I, I love spending time with my family. We have an adorable two-year-old girl. She's amazing um and I have an amazing husband who actually also works in real estate um and we our weekends really just look like going around the city seeing what's fun for our two-year-old that's like 
that's that's what our fun is. Um, I love to cook. I do some cooking demos here and there. Um, in terms of do you books, post them? So I used to really post a lot on cooking, and I stopped. I'll be honest. I need to get back into it. A lot of people have been reaching out, like Kim, I miss your recipes. Like, and it was it was a really awesome outlet. Um, but I've been putting a little more energy into my two year old and my business. But yeah. so I haven't been pushing out some cooking content, but I need to get back into it. Um, but re- but that's really us, and thankfully, it's been an amazing journey. Our, our, the team at Cloud is so dedicated and so fun. Um, we are remote, but we have a group chat that's constantly going back and forth. Um, thank God, been growing quick. Are you a national team or are you all local New York? So we're actually international. Oh. So I have a developer out in London. I have a graphic designer out in Texas. I have two girls in Brooklyn. We're we're like all over the place. So nice. it's like so yeah. it's it's fun. A lot of different time zones. Yeah, we're remote team as well. <laughs> and I think it's got its benefits and drawbacks. Like I'm a relationship person. I have one team member who lives actually down the street from me. And whenever we have a meeting, I'm like, no, let's meet for lunch. I want to see you in person. <laughs> <laughs> So I love yeah. the freedom that it affords and how fluid life can be. I also, I also miss that in person. So as we wrap up, um, how can people find you, get a hold of you, leverage your marketing services? Sure. So email me anytime, Kim, K-I-M at K-L-O-U-D dot N-Y-C. You can check out our website, www.K-L-O-U-D dot N-Y-C and follow us. We're all over the place at cloud nyc this has been a blast i actually have some marching orders as do you um if you heard the previous show kim has committed to attending some conferences (laughs) we're gonna (laughs) sit together at these conferences yes i'm excited Um, can't thank you enough for coming and sharing your expertise and being a guest on the show today thank you dina so so great speaking to you thank you so much for having me Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.